My name is Tom Frazier, and welcome to Senior Beat. Uh, with me is uh, my co-host. I'm actually her co-host, <laughs> Christine Beatty, who is the director of the Madison Senior Center. And Christine, would you like to introduce our guest? I am excited to introduce our guest. Our guest is Tom Pop. Tom is a good friend of mine from Rotary Club here in Madison, and I also know him as a person who's put a lot of time and effort into uh, an organization called SAIL. And um, mm-hmm. I- I've just been so impressed with some of the activities that Tom has been involved in, and I wanted him to be on the program so that our listeners could hear uh, about a wonderful um, thing that Tom is doing in his retirement years. Tom, welcome. Thank you very much, Christina. I'm glad to be here. Tom, thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you too. our story today is about Malawi. Malawi is a small country in southeastern Africa. I was there 50 years ago as a Peace Corps volunteer. 50 years? 50 years, in the middle 60s. And I finally, for all those years, I kept thinking, I want to go back, I want to go back. And it took me until 2005 to do it, but I finally got back. It was a wonderful reunion. And people knew you, remembered you? Yes, people did know me and remember me. And one special person was the son of my best friend from the time when I was in the Peace Corps. And he and I have stayed connected. And there's a whole other story about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. people remembered me. Uh, some of them even still like me. So in the Peace Corps, <laughs> and in the Peace Corps, you were there for one year, two years? Two years. For two years. For two years. And what was your project? It was the public health project on tuberculosis control. Okay. Um, and the project I'm doing now has to do with orphans um, because of all those intervening years, well, maybe starting in about the 80s, when the AIDS pandemic swept through Africa, so many young parents died. And so there are, in this country of about 14 million people, there are about a million orphans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, oh my it's gosh. pretty wow. staggering. Yeah. Wow. Now, are you, are you in one location yes. in Malawi? Yes. So I went back to the place where I had been before. Um, it is very remote. Malawi is a long, narrow country along Lake Malawi, which is about the size of Lake Michigan. And we're way at the northern end, which is far away from the urban centers mm-hmm. of, of Malawi. So it's remote. And uh, I went back to that same place. It's called Karanga. And that's where we developed the project that, that we currently have. Um, the first trip in 05 was with my daughter and my former Rotary Youth Exchange son. I don't know if you remember Digo, mm-hmm. but he is a Brazilian. And the three of us went, and we spent 60 days mostly listening, not saying, oh, we know what to do, yeah. but what's needed here? Right. All right, there's all these orphans. What's, what's really the issue? Who's doing what already? Mm-hmm. And that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we spent some time trying to figure out what the right thing to do would be. Mm-hmm. Then we found a local partner, a local Malawian nonprofit. Mm-hmm. They call it an NGO internationally, mm-hmm. um, to partner with. And they helped us set up this Orphans Project, mostly with their ideas. Um, we brought some ideas, but we wanted to hear what they thought the right thing is to do. In Malawi, at least in Karanga, in our part of Malawi, we're not talking about an orphanage. We're not talking about a place where kids are warehoused. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, if a kid's parents die, that kid is still able to stay in the same village where he or she um, uh, was living. Yeah. I don't quite know how it works, but somebody takes these kids over and you move in with cousin so-and-so or the lady down the yeah, street. The, the 
connections. Mm, are, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you know you've heard the expression "it takes a village." village. Well, it really happens. In Malawi, the village does raise the child. The village really does yeah. if they need to. That's right. Yeah. But of course, these kids don't have any money. These families don't have any money to begin with. Right. What they're doing yeah. is just adding some more mouths to feed, and right. they're all—it's all subsistence anyway. So we kept thinking, you know, how can we be helpful? What about gardens? What about bikes for getting to school? What about yeah. treadle pumps for irrigating gardens in the off-season? And we tried several of those things, and some of them worked and some of them didn't. Um, and at this point, with our local nonprofit partner, the main thing we're doing is scholarships. Okay. K through 8 is, is free and universal. Mm -hmm. But high school... And post-secondary, of course, you got to pay school fees for. Now, the school fees might only be fifty bucks, might be a hundred bucks for all year. That's out of reach for somebody who's at subsistence. Exactly, level. Christine. Yes. It's way out of reach for some people. And so, I was able to obtain a very generous gift from some very generous donors who uh, established a fund at the Madison Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, and now every year I get the proceeds of that fund and I'm able to disperse it for, for, for scholarships. Currently we have 33 kids, I think, on scholarships, some high school, some post-secondary. Um, but it's pretty exciting. These kids so, want to learn. So do, when you go over there, do you take the money and then disperse it or do you send it to the nonprofit yeah. group? Yeah, send it to the nonprofit. Um, we can do international wire transfers, and that's the most secure way to, to get it there. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who took a bunch of cash. He was a, a Roman Catholic father and carried it and got mugged, and it he all got stolen. Oh. So we don't try to do it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so do they also choose the children, or yep. the children just... Any child? Or? Well, any orphan child. Um, the project, and there's several different components to it, but the project is really focused in about six villages. So those kids have some kind of priority. But then other kids come along, and yeah. they have just as yeah. much need. Yeah. So, um, yes, the Malawians are making the choice of what kids uh, would get the scholarships, and then we're able to help supply the funding. Now, that's not the only thing we do, but, but that's, that's a central right. thing. Now, if you want to talk about seniors doing something, and me going over there, I'm already in my middle 70s. Um, and when, when I go, I hope I'm going in November, it will be hot and it will be dry. Mm -hmm. The rainy season starts in December. So we'll just, you know, muddle along. And in order to, in order to get to Karanga, I said it was remote, you have to fly to the, to the capital, then you take a bus for a full day to Mzuzu, which is like the jumping off point, then another half day out to Karanga. And a lot of this is in minibuses, and you're packed in with 25 people and in this chickens little... chickens on the roof, Chickens maybe. and fish and people's kids, and this lady will say, here, you got room on your lap, hold my kid. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's another. It's a cultural shift. It's a cultural <laughs> shift, and it's also an adventure. Yes, um, I'm open to adventures, and that's yeah. part of why I, part of what I do to keep uh, yeah. going as an old guy. Well, so, it, I'd like to ask. Sir? Yeah, go ahead. So when you get there, what will you do? Okay. So one of the things that's important is that I show up, and I don't mean that in an ego sense. No, yeah. It's that then. They're saying, oh, he still cares. Oh, we can still work out, you know, what we need to do next. So I'll spend a lot of time with the people at the nonprofit. Uh, there's an executive director, and then there's two people who work on our project part-time. Um, I'll spend time with them figuring out, well, what worked and what didn't, and what, ought, what would be, yeah. we, we be doing next. Um, an example of that is that the Roman Catholic uh, 
a group of sisters there has a breakfast program, but the kids in our village aren't in, in that breakfast program. So last time I was there, I kind of brokered this thing between our nonprofit and the sisters, and can't we expand this, and would some extra funding help, and how do we... So that's the kind of thing I'll mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, Tom, you bring your Western skills and try to apply them where they're of value, um, but that's kind but of But you don't a, impose them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't impose them. Yeah. But that's kind of a, of, a, of a listening thing that also um, you can maybe get you some know, people connected to that might to even work other. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I'm going to leave that line alone. Yeah, uh, don't I, touch I that would, one. But let's, yeah, yeah, you work on that part. Tell me about the connection I, with Rotary. You and I are in the same Rotary okay. Club, and I know there is the connection. How does Definitely. that work? Definitely, yeah. Thanks for asking. The first time we went, I had a grant. I wrote a grant from the Rotary Foundation of Rotary International, mm -hmm. which is worldwide, yep. 160 countries, uh, yeah. 1.2 million members, whatever. And they wrote, they gave me a grant for the initial um, uh, visit, the initial trip. Um, now, that's the only time I got a grant from them. Mm -hmm. Now, every year, so I pay for my own travel and everything, mm -hmm. but every year, the Madison Rotary Foundation gives me, uh, uh, I write a grant and, and gives anywhere from 2,500 to about maybe 3,800 in a given year. Mm -hmm. And that helps to support the Malawian staff. Oh, They're the ones yeah. who really do the work there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I show up and, you know, my job is to look good. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> um, and listen, but um, we, we, are very well supported by Rotary, yeah. as well as some individual Rotarians who've right. been very, very generous. Very helpful to you. Do they speak English, or do you Yes. Speak, yeah. It was a British colony, and mm -hmm. so there is English, but, um, and you can pretty much function in English. But when I was a Peace Corps volunteer, I was working out in the villages, and I had to learn mm -hmm. the local language, and I did, and remarkably, some of it's still there. I still remember how it works. I forget some of the vocabulary. But I muddle my way through, and they laugh at me, and it all works out. <laughs> and where do you stay when you're there? You stay in a guest house or kind of a kind of a lodge. I don't know how to describe it. There's different. They're just commercial. It's like a motel. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you walk every place, or you ride on the back of a bike. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter taught me that on, on the first trip. She's like, I'm sick of walk, and it's too hot. <laughs> it's too far, and so. It, it turns out that there's these guys who make a living by putting people on the back of their bike. So for 50 cents, or the equivalent thereof, you can go from wherever you are, you know, three miles over to the village or and, wherever and you're And they're doing the and They're uh, doing human. all the work and sweating away, and you're sitting back there like the big guana. And yeah, yeah. So, so every time you go, you learn something new. You learn something new. You also have to be ready to eat mostly beans and rice. Sometimes there's beef. Sometimes there's chicken. Sometimes there's fish. But mostly beans and rice. Mm -hmm. That's the diet. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. And how long yeah. do you stay when you go? The first time it was two months. Usually I'm there now about about one month. Yeah. Um, and the last time I went with a young woman who really on her agenda was to do a, a, saf a safari. So oh. we got to go to a game park, too. We built in a few extra days at right, the end and right. got to see the giraffes and the elephants and mm -hmm. even a couple of lions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's well, still you, an adventure. You are enjoying your retirement in yeah. a lot of different ways, aren't you, Tom? Yes, I am. And while I have the chance, I'm sure. going to say what a, what a gift you are, Christine. Oh. You are, no, you are. You are you are a national treasure, <laughs> as well as being wonderful for Madison, for all of us who are aging. Thank doing you. Doing wonderful, wonderful work for all of us. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to 
work with people that have your level of energy and commitment at this point in your life. You've had a long career. I know that you were city administrator at Shorewood Hills Mm -hmm. for uh, ten years. years. And and you've certainly been an active volunteer in our community as well Well, with sale and other. And Rotary and church and all, all kinds of stuff. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can stay home and get isolated, and yeah. too many of us do. Yeah. Or you can keep getting out, doing something. And, and look for some adventures. Look for some adventure. And the nature of adventure is you don't know how it's going to turn out, so you better be ready to do this. You know, however Have you ever out. had a, a big surprise where you had to regroup and rethink? And oh, there must be some good stories about that. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I remember being stranded overnight one time, and what do you do? Sleep on the ground. I mean, the bus isn't coming until morning, it turns out, and so you just... Do what you got to do. Have a little nap on the ground. Have a little nap on the ground. You've also got to be prepared, you know, if you get malaria, which I did, if you get, you know, yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, it's not that health care isn't available. It is available, but it costs something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Emily, when my daughter got malaria, I think the entire trip to the doctor and all the medication was six bucks. But some people don't have six bucks. That's right. And people die from malaria. So there's all kinds of projects going on for bed nets and and worldwide stuff happening right now. And we helped with that, too. The Rotary Club, you mean, has helped with that? Or your project has? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we went with the young woman I was telling you about, we had a gift from our church, um, which was enough to buy 300 bed nets. Now, there's a story. It took us, it was a huge project trying to get them distributed. Oh, sure. So we got the chiefs together, and they all talked it over, and they were going to have this many people in each village get sure. some, and, and it was a big deal. But we got them distributed. Wow, so, that's wonderful. Yeah. So this major project has begat, if you will allow me to say that, other projects that are recommended by the people themselves. And I, I think that whole idea yeah. of listening to what those people need and want is a key to your success. I think it is, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. You're thank welcome. you for doing thank that you. and Thanks joining us. In, uh, and, uh, it's, a, it's fabulous. Uh, fabulous project. Isn't it? We'll, we'll be back in a, Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Senior Beat. Uh, again, I'm Tom Frazier. Co-host is Christine Beatty, Beatty, director of the Madison Senior Center. Take it away, Christine. All right, Tom. <laughs> Glad to help you out here. Where next guest uh, for this segment is Caitlin Crop. 
And Caitlin is um, the manager of Gallery Night at the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art. And I asked uh, Caitlin to join us because the Madison Senior Center has been a participant in Gallery Light Night both spring and fall for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many years have you been doing? 27 years now. 27 years. Yes. And I, I just think it's such a wonderful event. I wanted to share it with our viewers. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens on Gallery Night? So Gallery Night is really a celebration of the great visual arts culture that we have here in Madison. So anywhere between 55 and 70 venues typically participate wow. now, which yeah. is, yeah, it's really something, Ooh. Oh, isn't it's it? huge. Yeah. And it's, it's great to see such a variety of venues, too. Yeah. And they're all over the city, east side, far west side, up to the monastery in the far west, mm -hmm. um, down to Fitchburg. So it's really wonderful, and it's just an opportunity for people to get out and see the great art that we have here in this city. Well, you've got a brochure. Let's I just do. hold yes. that up. Yes. Uh, Gallery Night uh, in the fall is October 2nd. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this year, and it's from 5 until 9 p.m. And so how do you really take advantage of gallery night if you're um, wandering around? Right. So actually, this brochure um, includes maps. So uh, you'll oh, yeah. see there's an east side map, and then if you open it up, um, you'll see the west side and downtown and then sort of the more extended map for some of the far-reaching venues. Um, but you can pick up this map at any of the participating locations. You can pick it up at the Senior Center or at the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art. It's also available online, and it's going to be printed on the back of the Isthmus um, on the Friday of Gallery Night, so you can pick up a copy of that. Um, and really, it's a great way to just sort of plan out your route ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, there's 66 venues participating this so, fall. So do you think anybody has ever gone to all 66? I doubt it. You know, I... We <laughs> called Gallery Morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might I, have to be. I try to get around to as many as I can in the spring, and it's usually like, I don't know, maybe a dozen. It's very hard. There's yeah. so much to yeah. see. But I think in downtown Madison, you're going to have a lot of them mm -hmm. that are pretty close. So yes. walking mm -hmm. and just enjoying the different galleries is a, a nice idea, especially if the yeah. weather is uh, holds but, up. But yeah. people can pick whatever they want to pick yeah absolutely and then just start there right there's, yes and there's mm -hmm. a there's a great concentration downtown that's where this all got started within yeah, six right, blocks of state right. street right. um and yeah now like i said they're all over the place with high concentrations on monroe street on atwood on willie street in winnebago mm -hmm. um and you know it's really there's really something that's successful for everybody well, and i know at the madison senior center we always have snacks yes. and treats yes and the gallery night affords us the opportunity of um, Awarding the different awards mm -hmm. for the artists who have uh, who have been judged to be uh, exemplars, mm -hmm. um, and this year our photo our photo art affair is in um, in in the fall. So I've seen some of the photography that's been um, submitted this year, and I think there's over 50 pieces all over Dane County. These are our uh, photographers who are over the age of uh, 55. And in our case, their work is actually judged, mm -hmm. and they get written comments, um, which are very helpful to them as they keep doing uh, better and better work each year. Absolutely. And sometimes you can see a person who um, 
you know, I've been there for a number of years, so I can see how a person improves over mm -hmm. the years with the work that they do. Yeah. And we have a very high quality uh, group of photographers this year that we're excited about. So, and we we get money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I attended uh, the senior centers showing a couple of years ago, and it was so nice to see all of the artists in front of their pieces. That's just right. Growing. So proud of them. And work. a lot of them bring their families mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. have to have snapshots yeah. and things. And, and I think uh, you had a violinist or something too. Yeah, that was really yeah. lovely. So do some of the galleries do that with little mm -hmm. snacks and treats and things? Absolutely. So on the map there's actually a key. There's an R, an A, and an M. An R is for refreshments. A <laughs> is for artist talk or demonstration. And M is for live music. Oh, Ooh. so okay. Yeah. We're not the only ones. Yeah. So you yeah. not only get food and art, you can get music yeah. too. Yeah. Such a I would deal. pick where you get all three. Yeah. 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 I'd be looking at that map to get all three. <laughs> What are some of the other venues that, so just as, for example? Yeah, so there's, um, do you mean downtown yeah. in particular? Yeah, or? start there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, downtown close to the senior center, you have the public library, the Veterans Museum, the Children's Museum, oh. the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art, the Overture Center, and then there's a good number of uh, smaller boutiques on State Street, like Anthology, Little Luxuries, they mm. always participate. Um, and then, as I said before, it's just really great to see the diversity of venues. Mm -hmm. We have hotels and dental offices <laughs> and, you know, software companies and cafes and these places that you necessarily, you don't just like walk down the street and go in. Um, so it's really nice to be able to see those places supporting sure. this art culture in Madison and yeah. participating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So is there a fee to be able to well, take advantage? Ask, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you for to just attend gallery night? Yeah. No, it's absolutely free. This yeah. is such a deal. <laughs> such a deal. I yeah. hope. Yeah. I hope. But, and do you have any kind of an estimate on, you know, what? How many people participate? Do you keep track of that at all? Um, we try to get feedback from venues, and it sort of ranges, you know, depending on the location of the venue. Weather, I bet. Weather, weather. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, venues will see a couple hundred people in a night, or they'll see, like, a slightly smaller crowd. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's something for everyone. So, really, yeah. we just try and promote all of the venues to people. And what's nice about that, I think sometimes people are a little hesitant to go into a gallery because mm -hmm. they might feel as though, well, I just can't go in and look. I'm I mean, yeah. this is a store. Mm -hmm. I have to buy something. Mm -hmm. So it opens up that gallery experience mm -hmm. to people who might be a little uncomfortable yeah. just going in and looking at art. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's such a misconception, I think. I, you know, galleries want people to come in and look at their art. That's, that's right. Why, that's why they do it. So. Yeah. yeah. But there is that fear. I know even for myself in Chicago, there were some high-end mm -hmm. galleries that I was walking by, and I thought, ooh, you know. Mm -hmm. Probably out of my price range, mm -hmm. maybe I can't afford it, but yeah. just to have a little brave encouragement yeah. to go in and see what's there. Yeah, and, and I think I think you won't find in Madison any galleries saying like, no, you're not our type of person. Right. I, they're really, you know, this they're is excited culture. to have yeah, you come they in and people look. In. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of having uh, an artist explain their work mm -hmm. as Absolutely. well. Um, yeah, and then like Studio Parent over on. Um, and Winnebago, I think they uh, they do glass blowing demonstrations, so it's really cool to see that art happening right in right front of there, you. Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. So, and then your brochure gives uh, all of the different um, 
it d does it describe like lectures or yep, demonstrations? Yeah, so it, there's a 25 or so word description for each of the venues okay. so you can tell what kind of programming they're having or what kind of exhibition they'll be showing. Yeah. yeah. So that would really help you. Well, as you said, it would really help you to be able to kind of plot out mm -hmm. your route mm -hmm. um, and uh, make it easy on you uh, Absolutely. to do that. How did it, this get started? Was it a mo modeled on some other city? or um, It, it might have been. You know, there's a good number of cities that do gallery nights. We had an interest group uh, back in 1988 called mm -hmm. Art Partners, and mm -hmm. that's back when Madison Museum of Contemporary Art was called Madison Arts Center. Mm -hmm. um, and so Art Partners decided to get together and, uh, you know, get some galleries interested in doing this. And it started with just six venues um, and then five restaurant partners, all within a six-block strip of State Street. So, um, you know, since then it's just grown and it's really a great demonstration of the hard work and you know the the great culture that we have here in Madison. Now your title is is general manager of Gallery Night. Well, technically my title is development associate, but I am in in that role. I'm the coordinator of Gallery Night for both of those events mm -hmm. each yep. year, and that must take an enormous amount of your time it, and yeah. effort. And <laughs> wow, it does. You know, trying to get 66 uh, different venues together can take a little bit of time and I a lot of think. phone calls and emails, but you know yeah. it's worth it and it's. It's such a great celebration. How long have you been doing this? Three years now. Three years mm -hmm. now. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And is your background in art? Yeah, so I actually had an internship at the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art when I was in college, mm -hmm. and I was an, an art history student. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was really lucky when I got to come back and get paid. It was really great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every intern, yes. I think, hopes for. Yes, uh, absolutely. Ultimately. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, anything else our, our viewers should know about Gallery Night? Um, no, I would. I guess I would just say that the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art is always free admission. So oh, that's the other yeah, part so about it too. Come down and you know see us anytime. We're right. open every day except for Mondays. Yeah. Um, free admission. Our education programs are always free. So right. come check us out. You know it, that is one of the things that I so admire about Madison: the number of activities mm -hmm. and events that are available to everyone in our community at no cost. Mm -hmm. Right. really makes it an inclusive community. Absolutely. And, uh, well, we're very happy to have you helping us to promote the skills and talents of older adults. Um, our show in the spring, uh, The Artful Affair, has about 120-some works mm -hmm. in all different mediums, um, and then probably about 40-some artists that are over the age of 55. So, um, and the photo affair started out pretty small, as you suggested, but it's starting to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And we have <clears throat> we have three judges for each of those events. And as I said, they give written critiques on the work that really help people improve. Mm -hmm. um, but this year, they were just mm -hmm. stunned. They said, mm -hmm. "I've never seen this quality mm -hmm. of work." Mm -hmm. previously. So we're very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had some volunteers in the senior center the other day hanging all the artwork in our... Yeah. And our space is a public gallery space, mm -hmm. too. That second floor, um, uh, what would you call it, hallway. <laughs> um, but it's it's really beautiful yeah. in terms of yeah. brightening up. I just want to ask, if so somebody wants to access this brochure, mm -hmm. is yep. that on your website? It is. Uh, so okay, the, so there's good. not like a PDF, but there's a listing of all of the venues on our website. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. and that would be just... just www.mmoca.org. 
That's what it stands for, Madison Museum. M-O-C-A. Or just Google Madison Museum. Yes, you can do that, too. Madison Museum of Contemporary Art. Gallery Gallery night. Because I don't, you know, people might not be able to pick up the brochure. They could just look and see Well, I just noticed something that says after party begins at 9. Did we talk about this after party thing? We didn't yet, but uh, (laughs) if there's anyone interested in uh, staying up a little later, um, from 9 to 11 p.m. in the Amoka lobby, we're going to have an after party. And this is something we started with the 25th anniversary. So we're going to have a DJ, DJ VPS, um, Roman Candle Pizza. We'll be sampling pizzas, (laughs) snacks. Um, and hands-on art activities, which I'm really excited about. Is this free, too? Yes. Oh well, it's, free, wow. it's free for Amoka yeah. members. Yeah, okay. And then there's a, little, a tiny little fee, $5 for five dollars for others. Yeah. So not only can you look at great art, but you can party down with a DJ yeah. and pizza. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> my kind of event. Well, I'll see you there, then. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us, Caitlin. Thank we you. We really enjoyed having you, and... Thank you for what you're doing for the Senior Center, oh, as well as all of these venues across the city. One other quick yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. What if you, uh, if an older adult wanted to come down, mm-hmm. if they drive, they could park right at the Senior Center, right? Right. They could, In there's the a ramp parking there. garage ramp. right mm-hmm. there. Or they could take a bus, I assume. Yeah, mm-hmm. downtown, downtown, State Street. Yeah. So, so. so there's a lot of ways to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing about it is a lot of people are m- moving around that, and so that would provide some safety, too, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So thank you again for thank coming. You. Thank you for participating. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this program, and we hope to see you again next month.